What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. I'm your host, Nick Smith, and joining me tonight is, well, Joel should be here a little bit later. Um, Joel's already fucking up my transition. I had it on the tip of my tongue, and then I was like, wait, he's not here yet. Uh, but joining me right now is Luke Giles. What up, Luke? Not much, man. How you doing? It's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. I, I don't think you've been on for like two weeks or something. Yeah, definitely uh, not before all this craziness just happened at the end of, uh, you know, free agency week. Yeah, man, it has been fucking crazy. Well, speaking of crazy, um, let's get into, well, I got I got a diatribe that I got to get off my chest, but I'm going to save it for in between topic 22 because it more pertains to our, to our second topic. Um, so before we get into said diatribe, um let let me uh let's get into our first topic here. Uh Kawhi Leonard has officially signed a three year max deal with the Clippers with a third year player option. That means he he can become a free agent in twenty twenty one along with Paul George. Um the deal also lines uh up with him qualifying for the ten year veteran max, which is thirty five percent of the salary cap. Um what are your thoughts about this deal? And and because I haven't had you on since the the you know shit hit the fan with all this, what are your thoughts on just uh, in general the Clippers um, uh, essentially being able to nab Kawhi Leonard uh, after you know um, I guess kind of being put in the position of um, trade for Paul George and I'll sign as it as it would seem. No, man, I mean, I just remember that night I was watching uh, NBA Summer League, you know, Zion versus RJ, and that earthquake hit, and Zion stopped playing, so I went to sleep just, you know, thinking that'd be the only big thing, and then it's just like I wake up to another earthquake that hit the whole NBA world. It happened so late, and, uh, I mean, bravo to the Clippers. I mean, I love it. I love that they were able to pull it off somehow because the whole time I kept in hearing Everything I was reading was is probably down to the Lakers, Raptors, if anything, like worse. Clippers are definitely out of the subject. So for them, for him to be like, if you get Paul George and I'll come, that's, um, you know, it's a, it's a hard task. But for them to pull it off, I mean, uh, you have to do it if you're both sides. I mean, definitely if you're Sam Presti. I mean, no doubt about it. I mean, love you, Paul George. Thanks for signing this contract. But uh, can't just walk away from that kind of a trade right there. And then um, for the Clippers, I mean, you had a lot of – you got some assets, and you're, you're pretty well run right now, so you don't really need any more young guys where you're at. You need your superstars, and they went out and um, they did it. I mean, yeah, it might look like a lot, but 
I don't think it is. And then if you look at his deal that he signed to, I mean, it still helps out the Clippers in the future. It helps out him big time, like you said, being able to sign that 10 years Supermax. Um, 2021 free agency is going to be just ridiculous. If we thought this year was crazy, especially if a lot of these teams don't work out and everyone wants to just kind of move one more time and everything. But I just like the parity that it brought to the league. You definitely see a lot of uh, teams now that um, have the chance. You don't have the three-team superstars anymore, so that'll be fun. But, yeah, I mean, um, Kawhi, uh, what a mastermind. Uh, that's all I know is uh, I never saw it out of him. I mean, especially Paul George. I didn't see those two pairing up, but I love it, too. This is what I was uh, asking my ladies. Is this, like, the not the, like, ultimate, like, villain move? Like, the Clippers are the greatest villain to the Lakers right now. Just Paul George <laughs> failed on him last year, and the Lakers fans hated on Paul George for doing that. And then they're all, like, in on Kawhi. And Kawhi gets the guy that bails on him. He's like, yo, let's go to the fucking Clippers and play there real quick. <laughs> it's just a huge, like – and it just shows you, too, I mean – the Lakers organization is not where it used to be. Um, some things need to change. I mean, yeah, they've done some good things, but some things need to change inside the office-wise, um, you know, and everything for them to bounce back. But, uh, yeah, dude, crazy. That's all, that's all I could really say. I mean, I just – it happened for us on the East Coast at 2 a.m., so I definitely wouldn't be able to see that. Yeah. But waking up to just my phone going crazy – and all that, I was just like, oh, man, this is very interesting. Yeah, I had, a, I had a, like, a slew of different text messages that were just like, holy shit, dude, did you see that shit? Um, and so I was like, oh, shit, what did I miss? Um, and, like, I think it was, like, three or four, and, like, none of them specifically said what it was. So I still had, like, the build up, and I was, like, you know, hop on talking Facebook and scroll down. And it took me, like, fucking – maybe 10 seconds and then boom, 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 boom. Just like, holy shit. Um, yeah, it, it's crazy. Um, what do you think about uh, him signing the three-year deal instead of the four-year deal? I think it's smart um, just because, like I said, it, it gives you that opportunity to give yourself the 10-year max, um, go back in that free agency, can help out the Clippers too in case, you know, they don't want to do the max and there's some things like – if you want to get another star, you get some other players. But I just think it's smart all around. I knew uh, he kind of – maybe if he went to the Lakers, he was going to sign the deal. But I think for the Raptors, he was going to do a one-on-one. So I just felt like he was kind of going to come back in the 2021 uh, free agency because mm-hmm. he hits that 10-year and just it's just smart for him. And any team is going to lock him down. So I just think it's a, it's a smart move on both sides. And I, I if I'm the Clippers, I mean, I don't care. Just you can do that and – as long as we got you, you know, for two years, let's let's try to make this happen, and we'll convince you to stay. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be too worried if I'm the Clippers, uh, mainly because, like you said, like they have such a good infrastructure. He picks you guys. That's where he wants to be. Um, <clears throat> like, I mean, the biggest concern that you would have is, like, um, injury injury history between he and, and Paul George um, and if, if that rears its head. But, like, here's the thing. Like because he's signing a two-year deal, and because Paul George is on a two-year deal, if injury problems happen, then like having a shorter contract actually benefits you. Um, so like that, in, in that point, I kind of agree with you as far as like 
it, it gives the Clippers the time to make the necessary moves. And like, if one of those guys is maybe isn't working out or whatever, um, maybe they keep one and go for somebody else in 2021 when, when free agency is, is, you know, on a high, you know, if they have that flexibility then, which they very well may not with, you know, other various signings or re-signings or whatever. Um, but um, for Kawhi specifically, it makes total sense. Uh, like you said, I mean, get get that bag, man. Like you already left a shit ton of money in San Antonio. You left a little bit in Toronto. Um, I always thought he should sign a two-in-one no matter where he went um, because, um, A, you're – like we said, going to qualify for that 35% max uh, after two more years. And B, like that's probably going to be the last big contract you get. Might as well make that your your big 35% max contract, whether it be with the Clippers or whoever. Um, but particularly if it's with the Clippers, they can give you that fifth year. They can give you the 8% increase as opposed to five. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just it, – it's just – yeah, make just makes sense, uh, you know, on on any level, um, for for him to do that. So I I, I don't think it really says anything, um, uh, outside of that right now. Now it might mean something different in two years. That's a long time, and things can change. Um, but I, I think with the Clippers, um, you know, basically bringing in two guys, one via free agency, one via trade, that they both. Um, no want to be there, they're in a great place. And they, they you know, um, obviously, uh, you know, are going to sign the deal. They're going to they're gonna let Kawhi sign whatever deal he wants. Um, and that deal just makes the most sense for Kawhi. So you let him sign that deal. You don't give him any pushback on that. Um, but, yeah, uh, I love this team. I love the way that they've gone, uh, you know, uh, and – you know the way they've kind of constructed it and and built it and um, just made very very smart decisions over the past two to three years, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a lot of fun to watch them. Um, it's funny that you mentioned Presti because this is going to kind of lead into my short little diatribe, and I'll, I'll let you comment on on it if uh, if you have any further comments. Um, I've seen this kind of narrative. Um, I've seen a little pushback on it, but not as much pushback as I would like to see. Um, but I've seen this narrative um, that OKC kind of put out there um, to begin with, basically saying, well, we had to trade him because he didn't want to be there. And that's such fucking bullshit. You didn't have to do shit. He signed on for two more years. You did not have to trade him. Um, furthermore, if you know if he doesn't go there, um, you know, and Kawhi doesn't go there, you know, then you're in two years' time that that spot that that may not even be a possibility. Um, so you didn't have to fucking trade him. You traded Paul George because you got a Godfather offer that you could not fucking refuse. Um, I think on some level, when Presti got that that trade request um, and knew the the, the kind of position the power position that he was in um he was just like fuck yeah well um it's gonna cost you uh and it did it cost the clippers the largest trade package ever sent for a a star player in the history of the league um i mean they got a quality veteran 
they got a young up and coming future potential future all star in Shea. Um five first round picks and two uh uh swap right picks. Like, dude, you can't fucking beat that offer. You're not ever gonna get anything better than that for Paul George because they were basically paying for um Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. So like I don't know. I think that whole notion is is just utterly ridiculous. Um, that you know they had to trade him. They did not have to trade him. Um, they wanted to trade him because quietly they probably actually wanted to rebuild. Um, and so you know they did. And you know no no they made the right decision. Um, I just I I hate this narrative that OKC is pushing. And then did you see what the mayor said? The mayor was like, well I guess like you know. Uh, anyone's a free agent now. It's like, dude, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, you didn't have to fucking trade him. Sam Presti made the trade because, A, you already said that you wanted to get out of the luxury tax. Maybe not set it out right, but you put Stephen Adams on the market, and everyone knows it, the goal was to get out of the luxury tax. So this opportunity came knocking at your door, and you ran with it. Um, so, like, just say it. Just fucking be honest about it because that's what happened. Um, it, this is not a case where your hand was fucking forced. Uh, that, that is fucking tired to me. Um, I, I just – I hate – like, I get that you can't come out and just say, like, hey, man, we got a fucking great offer, and we're really happy about it. But, like, again, you don't have to act like – you don't have to be woe is me about it and act like a fucking victim because you weren't. Like, you could have kept him if you really wanted to, but, like, they made an offer that you couldn't fucking turn down, and, like, you were smart not to. So, like, it, it, it's just – I don't know. It just gets under my skin when you see something like that, and it's like, dude, you're full of shit. Like, you are so full of shit right now. Um, what, I mean, do you have any thoughts on this, Luke? Does this, um, does this piss you off at all that there's this narrative that um, – because of the player empowerment movement, OKC was forced to trade a guy that they just signed last year. No, I mean it doesn't. It doesn't get me mad. I understand why they did it. You have to tell your fans that you were forced to do it because you don't want them to get mad. You had to do this trade because it's a Godfather thing. It's just it's a PR move, dude. I mean, I understand it's got. Yeah. I mean, you're getting a little ticked, but it's just a PR move. You don't want to get your fans mad. You just signed the guy last year. You don't want them riding and be like, what the heck, you know, them not really reading into, like, the trade and all that and just freaking out about the red light that you just signed Paul George and the whole team blowing up. So you had to tell your fans that. So, I mean, I understand why they did it. It's – I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I just think I, it's just a PR move, not to get your fans all freaked out and then let them calm down and really look at the trade and then be like, oh, well, pfft. Yeah, this is worth it. Let's just rebuild. So, I mean, I think if you're a smart fan, you you wouldn't mind, but all the, you know, fragile fans out there in Oklahoma City, you know, it's a fairly new market. So, I think, you, you know, there's your big guy they got last year. So, right. You don't want to yeah, scare Yeah, I, mean, I get that, I guess. I get why you, you would maybe kind of have to do it from that perspective. What kind of pisses me off is everyone else running with it. Like, the fucking mayor of Oklahoma City coming out and making a stupid snide ass comment um and then you know like other podcasters and and people in the media like fucking running with it and 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 really putting this on the the player empowerment era and trying to say well like this player empowerment era is getting out of control like how could you like how like how could 
you know, like Paul George, when he just signed his deal, go in and demand, you know, that he be traded. Like, first of all, we don't know what the fuck he said. We don't know if he demanded a trade. He could have just walked in to Pressy's office and said, hey, man, like, here's what's going on. I would actually really like to be traded. I think you could get a really good offer for me. I don't really think this is going to, like, end up going anywhere. I know you want to cut, like, salary. I know, like, ownership wants to cut salary. Like, I think this could be best for all parties. Um, and, like, maybe that's how it happened. And, maybe, like, that's the thing. That's what pisses me off. People don't, people don't know the conversations that were had. And, like, to try and, like, like to, to be, like, super upset about this um, and, and then to try and rope it back to the Anthony Davis thing, that is completely fucking different. Anthony Davis's agent came out and fucking, like, leaked to fucking SportsCenter to, to Adrian Wojnarowski on Monday morning that they, like, were demanding a trade. Like, Paul George didn't do any of that. He let OKC operate um, in a very, um, you know, uh, um, behind-the-scenes kind of way, and they were able to get, like, a really, really great package for him and able to do everything um, without the media, like, being a part of that process. So that's not even close to the same fucking thing. Um, so I, I, I get where you're coming from, where um, as an organization, maybe you kind of have to say that, but um, like, I see, honestly, I don't even feel you do. I feel like <laughs> I feel like you should just fucking, like, come out and, like, be like, dude, we made this like we made the best decision for our franchise long term, and just leave it back. Like that's exactly what I would say because that's what you did. Fucking own that shit. It was a great fucking trade for you. Um, like I, I wouldn't even, I just, I wouldn't even play the victim. Um, but I get what you're saying with the fans and everything. Um, you know, as far as how you want to paint the picture to the fans, but. But seriously, what really pisses me off is other people running with that bullshit when we all know that's fucking bullshit. Um, but anyway, I digress. I've rambled about this too long. Let's get into what comes now, what comes next. So uh, the Thunder, they're reportedly working with Russell Westbrook uh, and his camp to trade uh, him. The Miami Heat and Westbrook appear to have mutual interests. And league executives consider Miami to be the prohibitive favorite. Um, Luke, well, before I get to you, Luke, let me uh, finally uh, introduce our late bloomer uh, on the show today, uh, Joel Jimenez. What up, Joel? Hey. I, I swear to God, I thought it was like 730. And I took a nap. I'm like, oh, I'm going <laughs> No, it's all good, man. Um, uh, I guess let's uh, let's just keep it rolling, though. Let's let's just roll into the the next topic here. Um, so, uh, Russ, uh, Luke, let me start with you here, Russ. Um, like, if you're if you're the Thunder, you're you're you want to work with him to send him to a destination he wants to go. It, the reports are that he is comfortable with going to Miami, that Miami has interest in him. Um, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't like completely close myself off to any other team, but like out of all the teams that like might potentially have interest in him, Miami to me makes the most sense. Like it wouldn't make sense to me if they hadn't have made the move for Jimmy Butler. But given that they made the move for Jimmy Butler, you've already put a cap on what this team is going to be. 
You're not winning a championship with Jimmy Butler. This, this is the thing that drives me crazy about Heat fans. They're like, oh, we shouldn't trade for Russell Westbrook. He doesn't make us a, a legit contender. But, motherfucker, you ain't a legit contender now, and you ain't going to be. Like, you just traded for Jimmy Butler, and you signed him for four years, a four-year max, and you have nobody else on your team, um, like, who's who's really, like, a legit fucking player. You traded your, like, one possibly legit player away in Richardson. So um, I don't think Winslow is ever going to get there. He's a solid role player. He's not, I don't even think he's, like, a future all-star. Um, but <clears> – <throat> Do you think Miami trading for him makes sense? Um, do you have any other teams out there that, that that you think makes sense? And like, if you're trading for Russ, like, what is the package? Like, I don't want to necessarily get into like specific packages for each team because that would take forever. But like, what what is the package that you, you would feel comfortable sending out uh, to get a Russell Westbrook on your team? So I'll start off by, like, I like the whole narrative of, like, they're working with Russell Westbrook. No, man. Yeah, they might want to trade him to a team and, like, you know, he's doing a good thing. I think they work with him being like, hey, you're down to be traded. He's like, yeah. But no player ever really, like, gets, I mean, if another team swoops in over Miami's trade, I mean, they're going to take it. It's not going to be like, well, Russ really wanted to go to Miami, so we're just going to send him there. So I just like that whole thing. Like, yeah, they can work with them, but my – Miami's hard for me, to, like, to think of a trade, like, because they're hard cap, man. Like, they can't take anything right. over. So now you got to, like, really start, like, finagling, like, do they just want to take on the straight up Allison. Russell Westbrook? I mean, there's there's some trades. I think to get that done, it's not a one-for-one team. There's got to be a third team to come in there. Right. There's yeah, to take some, some salary cap. But there's not a lot of them left, though, but – there's, there's got to be a third team to help yeah, out Dallas Miami. My, yeah, Dallas you could definitely get Dallas and be like, why did you ever fall off on Gorgon? I mean, Drogic, why'd you – I mean, you know, pair him up with Lucas. Well, that's his homie. He, and yeah, and here's the thing with Dallas. Like, they said that they released a report, and maybe this was just to, to, to make them look good in Luca's eyes. I don't know. Uh, but they, you know, when that – when that trade was reported and then it was like recanted on and there was all this like, well, we didn't actually agree to that. And they're like, well, yeah, you did. Fuck you. Um, the, uh, like th- there was a report that came out that basically said that like Dallas loves the idea of Dragic, but like his salary would, would prohibit them from going after like the other players that they wanted to get yada, yada, yada. Um, well, like now's your opportunity. Like, because if, if you really do like, Dragic, like you could take Dragic and send out Courtney Lee, <laughs> and that's a difference of like not even six million dollars, I think, or no, it's uh, like six six and a half million dollars, not even, um, but cl- around six and a half million dollars. Like, and you have fourteen million dollars in cap space. Like, if you really want Dragic, like, boom, there you go. Like, Dragic is way better than fucking Courtney Lee. Like, Courtney Lee shot under thirty percent from three last year. Um, he's a shell of what he used to be. Um, so like I think that is that is like how you get it done. Now if you're gonna have to include second round picks or whatever to go to Dallas, who knows? Maybe they drive a hard bargain, knowing that they are the main team that can help facilitate that trade. The other one being Cleveland with J.R. Smith's contract. Um, but I mean I think if you're Dallas, 
Like, and you can get Dragic if you if you really did want him. If I can get Dragic for Courtney Lee, and like that's it. Like, I'll fucking take that deal. I'll try to push for second round picks or what I can get, whatever I can get. But like, th- that would make everything work. Um, the the difference in that salary would make both Miami salary go down and um, OKC salary go down. Uh, with the necessary pieces that would have to move around in that trade, um, so that, that I mean that would be my general notion. But anyway, I digress. Go ahead. Yes, I mean, like I said, you got to have a third team. Is my I mean, Dallas does make sense now. I mean, before you know, there's still free agency, but they truck out on everyone. So I could see maybe Dallas getting too, but you know, they might push up the price. That might push them out of it too. So that could be their downside thing. But I don't know. There's there's not that many teams that I mean that really like this contract is scary, man. Nothing against Russ, but uh, is he really in and like three years worth fifty two million dollars? I think it is, or he's at forty eight, or it's something. No, nah, it ain't that much. Like, it's like it's 40, something real. Point five or forty seven, somewhere in that range. It's it, the last it'll year. feel like fifty two. It'll feel like fifty two to. It, Whoever trades them, <laughs> it'll so. feel like it's really well, like it'll feel less than that you... when the cap continues to go up. So, yeah. But so I, I get where thinking... you're coming from. It is it is scary, especially with a player who relies so heavily on athleticism. Yeah. So what do you get? Like, what can you value? Like, don't get me wrong. Russ is definitely one of the best players in the league, you know, and all that. But what's his like true value? Is he gonna get? Is he gonna get the Paul George kind of like thing or? Or less well, of it, so I mean, no. Pistons could try to do it and and get it maybe pulled off. I but the, you know, their trade would. I'm I'm sorry. Let, just real quick, I would say you would be fortunate to get the Jimmy Butler treatment as far as Jimmy Butler yeah. to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I. That's, that's about where I would be looking as far as a return. Yeah. So. Nothing, you know, nothing crazy. So you got to, like, really look at the teams out there that really need a point guard in. I mean, one team that makes sense, I mean, yeah, Detroit. Detroit should do it because they're so all in on Blake Griffin that they need to just be all in on Russell Westbrook. I mean, I always thought those two would be fun, but that's, like, five years too late fun. Um, right. They're not the players, especially Blake, is not the player that he used to right. be, but – one team that I like that I didn't really understand what they were really doing in free agency, and I think that's a trade for them, is the Orlando Magic, man. I mean, so you get Al Farouk you re-sign Ross, and you re-sign Vucevic. So you you have all these young guys. What do you want to do? You want to be in the playoffs and all that stuff. <clears throat> if I was them, so what are you saying I would that? trade. <clears throat> I would trade for Russell. I would try to, you know, give you uh, – Markel Fultz, tell you on that one. Um, probably maybe Mo Bamba. Uh, you know, if I can not give you a pick, I might give you Jonathan Isaac, and then we got to hit the matcher on that. And, um, and you what know, you got to get the. What about Aaron Gordon? Since you have like four or five I want power Aaron forwards to anyway. Play. I want Aaron Gordon to play with Russell Wilson. That's my, what I'm getting at. But, I would rather. Uh, yeah, Blake Griffin would be fun, but Aaron Gordon is kind of the young, like, he's no Blake Griffin, but he's definitely the right. athleticism that that's what you would want to see with Russell Westbrook. And then that's why it really intrigues me sure. to Aaron Gordon to play with them. So if I could get up, uh, what is his name? The point guard, um, Spanish guy. I cannot think of his name. He's getting paid like $17 million by them. Um, Spanish point guard? 
I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. They don't have any point guards. Oh, no. <laughs> Orlando. Oh, Fournier. No, he's, he's, Fournier is not a Fournier. point guard. He's, well, he's not guard. Spanish. He's French. He's, he's not French. French. <laughs> hey, well, whatever. He's, he's, I don't know what he is. He's one of those. He's definitely. Guard. They, don't have, they don't have a point guard, but they definitely, definitely make a play. So you can make his contract work. I don't think about Mel KC. kind of Absolutely. want that one. It's a three-year deal. I'd rather have the no, Gordon than the shorter one. No, I think there's three more years left in it. No, it's two. But if it's two, if it's two, then definitely. Then I would do that because yeah. I'm not going to get picks out of them, but at least I'm getting some young guys to really go in. Because you really, I mean, yeah, you can get pick, go pick crazy, but as you can see, it didn't really work out for the Celtics sometimes. So why not right. get some young guys that some teams, you know, not that they lost faith in them, but they just lost like room for them. I mean. Bamba and Isaac are kind of <laughs> out there with, like, what are you doing? You just signed Alperu Kaminu and you have Aaron Gordon? Like, is John and Isaac just yeah. done for them? So, I mean, might as well, like, I would take Isaac if I was okay, see if I could get that. I mean, that's oh, a fun. I would, if you're I would not West give up Rose, Isaac, though, if I'm West Orlando. Rose, Gordon, I would not and, give up Isaac. I mean, if you could give up Gordon, then I would do that, but. I, I, I would like to see Russell Westbrook and Gordon play. I think that would be fun. It would It'd be, be nice. just, um It'd be, uh, you know, not the whole thing of Blake Griffin back in a couple of days, but just definitely the athleticism to run with Russell Westbrook. Yeah, no, I hear you. I think there's a package there. I don't, I don't know if Orlando's interested. Um, it sucks that they waive Mozgov because that would have been like a perfect cap filler. Um, like it would have would have been like such a nice like sixteen million dollars of expiring salary to like send back. Um, that would have made this transaction so much easier um, because Russ's contract is so high at $38.5 million. Um, like you, you're, you almost have to kind of throw in Aaron Gordon. You could use Fournier to like get around that, but then like you're so you're already kind of thin there. Like you, you haven't drafted like a, a, a two guard in, in years. You just drafted like a bunch of bigs. And, like, so you have those. Like, I think Gordon makes more sense for Orlando, um, but I don't know if that really makes a whole lot of sense for OKC. Like, I don't really want Gordon. I'd rather have Isaac. I'd rather have Mo Bamba. I'd rather have the young guys who can grow with Shea. Um, I, I think it would be tough to make the salaries work is where, where I'm getting at. Um, but if you, could, if you could have a team of, like, Russ um, – Say let's say Russ, Fournier, Isaac, um, Aminu, and um, uh, Vucevic, like that would be a really fucking fun team. That'd be a really good team. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I just I think it'd be tough to make that work. Um, see the the outlier that I like is Cleveland, <laughs> and like we all know, like it's not gonna happen because and well. I don't think it's going to happen because I think Russ would just be like, hell no. And I do think that they are working together. I don't think they're just going to trade him to – I think they'll try to leverage it against um, other potential places. Um, but, I mean, I, I do think if you're Cleveland, like, you have so much expiring salary. You have, like, $65, 70000000 million in expiring contracts. Like, if you could fucking flip those – and, like, say Garland for Russ, like, especially since you already have, you know, two point guards, like, you might as well have a veteran point guard and a young point guard, like, to, you know, waiting in the wings type. 
Um, like, I would totally do that. Um, and because you're Cleveland, like, I, for me, if, if I was running Cleveland, I would just be like, dude, yeah, like, we get Russ to play with Kevin Love. We get to reunite those guys. That's a fucking storyline. We get a fucking all-star. Um, you know, we, we still got Nance, and we still got uh, Jetty Oseman and, you know, some of those guys. Like, I, I, I do think that could work. And I, I think the way that you kind of make that work is, you you know, you go to Minnesota and you say, hey, um, you guys probably traded up wanting to get Garland. Like, we'll give you Garland uh, if you're OKC. We want Jarrett Culver. And then you can pair up, you know, Culver and um, and uh, Shea. Because um, I think that would just be really nice. That would be a really nice pairing for those uh, to, to start your rebuild with those two guys and then Baisley. Um, who's looked good uh, in, in what little I've seen in summer league. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, but anyway, Joel, what are your thoughts on all this? Where do you think uh, is the best destination for Russ? Um, and, you know, where where do you, where would you like to see him, and where do you think he'll end up? Well, when, when the whole thing went down, uh, uh, the first the team that came to mind was Miami because it just – Miami's just weird with just one player. I mean, Jimmy Butler went to Miami. Really didn't. Right. Honestly, I can't imagine Willie was on his mind when he said, I want to go to Miami, you know? Uh, so, for me, it was like, yeah, I bet Pat Miami Riley was on his win. mind, so go man. Get, right, right. So, I'm assuming Pat Riley still wants to win. So, he should go do something. Jimmy Butler wanted to go there. So, why not go get, you know, an all-star caliber player? I mean, a guy that was MVP once, a guy that was averaging a triple-double. And an explosive guy that will play for your team hard as hell, even if you have one star. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so right. with with that, I, I think I think it'd be a good fit. They'd be very explosive, <laughs> uh, yeah, literally uh, in the locker room and outside. But I still think it'd be a good move. I'm not sure how how I don't see. I don't know what his contract was like. The contract I saw was not the right one because I'm saying like he'll be making forty million. I'm like I don't even see that. Where is it? So apparently I was looking at the wrong contracts, and I'm like, oh, this shouldn't be a, t- a terrible trade. But I'm not sure what he's <laughs> making. Is I guess it's I, I I guess it's one of those John Wall type of contracts. Yeah, it's yeah, it's about there. It's like thirty eight five, and it ends at like forty seven. Yeah, but yeah, and look, that's the problem. And it's four years. He's older now. You're right, and he's right. like going to be mid thirties, and he does rely a lot on his athleticism. That's the scary part. He's old. Not, he's not old. He's just older, and um, he does rely a lot on his athleticism. Uh, and I think that, to me, more than anything, uh, bothers you because if he gets hurt, man, like he, he, it might change his whole game, and then that's not a good thing. Um, right. Because he plays so damn hard, it's just a matter of time. His old ass is going to eventually break, right? So we'll see. But uh, I don't. I look. The guy's averaging a triple double. He's earning his fucking money. No one's ever going to say he's not earning his money. The problem is, he has, right now, it just looks bad because the two, two of the better players in the league decided to not play with him anymore. Katie walked away. Paul George asked for a trade, even though the year before he did stay with him for a year. So that he did something right a year ago. I'm not sure why. Um, it's just one of those things because the guy is a fucking amazing player. Not the most, like, he didn't have the best official, like, the most efficient year this year. Like, one of his worst, I think his worst shooting year. Uh, in terms of jump shots and, and free throws, uh, free throw percentage and shit like that. Um, right. 
but he's such a good player, man. It's just one of those things. Like I think Miami is the best for him right now, mainly because, like, like I just said, they have one player that's really good, and Jimmy Butler, like, like an all-star caliber player. Uh, Detroit is not a bad fit. I thought Detroit might have some interest. But then you'd have no – again, the problem with Detroit is I really don't know how that fucking team fits. With, I don't know how the, how the wing position works in Detroit. Right. Like, you have no playing wing. the wing. That, you have no wings yeah, already, it, and you're going to have to trade the no, one wing that you got to fucking make the deal work. <laughs> There's no reliable wings. It's just one of those things that, like, I don't know what you're trying to do in Detroit. When all you have is bigs and, and point guards. And you need more than that to do stuff. I mean, they still somehow made the playoffs. Uh, with fucking Luke Kennard and Bruce Brown in your starting lineup. Like, I guess like, Wayne Ellington helped a little bit, like, helped them get into the playoffs. But still, it's one of those things where they don't have any – it's unbalanced. I need to see more from Detroit. And getting Westwood would be nice, but it's still unbalanced. It's just – it's one right. of those things. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know about Cleveland. Cleveland, I think, should just stick to the rebuild and trade Kevin Love away, honestly. They suck at rebuilding. Um, they probably remember they let them Anthony try. Bennett. They number did. one overall, they, they did. And Anthony Bennett. They would have had Anthony Bennett like, and Andrew that's Wiggins. That's not even like a Marcus situation where where it just like shit hit the fan and it didn't work out. Like I nobody was, had Anthony Bennett going number one. No, they didn't. But that thing, I think I saw him as high as eight. But still, like I don't even remember who was in that job. It wasn't eight. the best. They had draft. number that's one. I'll I know. I'm just saying. I'm plus, not saying he was right, but who was? Who projected one after they picked the point guard? <laughs> they suck at drafting. What shit was that? They get Russell Westbrook. They should do it. <laughs> man, I don't. That's just Cleveland. It's just one of those things. Unless it's a superstar. I wouldn't wish that on Russ. The stick to the young guy. Yeah, no. They got Sexton and they got guard. They got two young point guards. I'll work with that. See what you can get out of those two guys. Um. <laughs> And I'm not sure what what where else he would fit. Like honestly, right now I'd have to look around. I've heard Minnesota fall around. Uh, I, I Minnesota like might as be far as basketball. I don't like the fit as far as uh-huh. the timeline. Like Russ is yeah. going to be on the decline um, by the time mm-hmm. like Culver gets to the point where he is complimenting everything that you're doing and right. uh, fitting with Towns and everything else. Um, I just I, I don't like it as far as ages. Um the reason why the Miami thing works so well is because both those guys are thirty. So like they're both at their apex now. Like we fully expect Jimmy Butler not to be good by the end of his four year deal. We kind of expect I mean we expect the same thing with Russ. So like you're gonna get like a year or two out of those guys where they're really fucking good. You know, and like so I mean I I think that's why it makes sense because you already you already inked away like your your next four years by signing Jimmy Butler, um, I you know I I think if you can get Russ at this point at minimal cost and by minimal cost I mean Winslow expiring contracts and maybe a first round pick, um, I I I would say a first round pick. Basically, I'm not giving up Bam Adebayo. Like if I'm Miami, I'm not. I'm not either. Bam I like Bam Adebayo. No. Yes. I don't know. I wouldn't give him up. Um, <laughs> no. No, no, no. <laughs> like I, I think he's going to be their starter this year. Um, I think he's going to be a really he's solid player. Uh, for some of the season, right? He wasn't started the whole season, was he? Majority. No, not in the beginning. More majority. Majority. Right. Like the middle. He he won the starter's role by the end of the season. Sure. Yeah. 
um, or midway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I mean, he's 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 a solid player, um, and he's gonna get regardless of the starter, um, uh, like calling it that. He's gonna get more minutes Mm -hmm. this year because Whiteside's not there anymore. So it's going to be him and Olenek right. um, kind of switching off, uh, you know, um, <laughs> depending on what you need. Um, so, like, right. that's what I'm saying. Like, I'd be I'd be cool with giving up Winslow. I'd be cool with giving up my 2025 pick, um, Dragic and Myers Leonard for expiring contract purposes. Um, but, like, I'm just not giving up any more than that. Um, but, like, if that gets it done, then I would do it, you know. Because, um, again – I'm not looking at Miami. If I'm if I'm Pat Riley, I'm looking at it like, you know, we're not by by the time 2021 comes around, which is what Miami Heat fans are saying, like, well, we could just wait till 2021 and and then we could, you know, sign a sign a max player then. Uh, well, by then, um, you know, Bam's gonna be up for his extension. Jimmy Butler's gonna be 32 years old. Um, so like, are, are, do you really think that you're gonna like attract a Giannis Antetokounmpo to come play with a 32 year old Jimmy Butler or whoever? Like, I doubt it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if the cost is low enough, just go get Russ and like fucking see what you can make work there, you know. Um, and the thing is, you still have you can't obviously you can't trade um, you can't trade picks during the season because of the Stepien rule. You'll you'll have um, you know, your 2021, 2023, and 2025 picks out the door, but you can always trade picks during the draft. Um, so you can package picks with contracts and whatever um, to improve your roster that way, um, you know, on the uh, 2020, 2022, 2024 um, during those years. Um, so, like, that provides you some amount of flexibility. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think Miami's the obvious choice. I think that's the one that makes the most sense. I think that's the one that would make both sense for Westbrook uh, and sense for OKC. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think everybody would be happy, um, short of some stubborn Miami Heat fans who are under some delusion that they will make a title run in the next two years or three years or whatever. Um <laughs> But, like, I mean, I'm just serious, man. Let's call a spade a spade. You signed Jimmy Butler to a four-year deal. You're not winning a fucking title. If you really wanted to win a title, you shouldn't have traded for Jimmy Butler. You traded a first, a future first-round pick, uh, Josh Richardson, uh, and, like, Whiteside didn't mean anything really. But, like, you traded those two pieces for Jimmy Butler, and, like, now uh, he's going to age poorly. We all know this. Uh, and like you're not by the time 2021 comes around and that free agency period hits, none of those guys are gonna want to come play with Jimmy Butler. People don't want to play with Jimmy Butler now. <laughs> like, like, are you kidding me? He doesn't exactly have the best reputation. Um, so like, I don't know. Like, if if I'm Pat Riley, I would fucking do it. Just like knowing that Westbrook wants to be there, I, I I'll tell you this though, I would sit down with Jimmy Butler and be like, look. I think this is great. This is why I think I. This is why I would like to do this. Would you be cool with us bringing him in, and we'll we'll work it. We'll work this system together. You both. You guys are both coming into this system. We'll work at it together. Um, it's not like you would be joining him, uh, and like you'd have to convert to him. Like y'all are gonna learn how to play together. 
Um, and if you can convince Jimmy Butler of it, I would do it without fucking hesitation. Now, if Jimmy Butler pushes back on it, then I might be like, all right, well, fuck, okay. Um, but you're not you're not gonna get you're not gonna get another All Star at this small amount of cost, in my opinion. So, anyway, um, uh, any final thoughts, Luke? Um. I just think it's going to happen quicker than, uh, you know, later. It's not going to drag out. I think all sides want to get it done. Um, I think, you know, I do think Miami will come out. It's just I'm always under the impression with trades that whoever team, besides the Lakers, because they just outbidded themselves, I've never seen where players, like, I want to be traded here, and then it gets traded there. So that's why I just always think that there's one outside shot. Suns, Suns could come in. You know, they've always been doing things wrong, and, you know, what money would they spend so they could maybe – so I could see some they weird team coming in They don't like really that. have a package to put together right now, though. They could figure um, it out if they wanted. I'm saying, like, they're a team that – I don't think they could, though. I, I think they would have to deal Devin Booker, and they're obviously not going to do that. Like, they – like, because they just signed – because, the, like, the thing that the ESPN floated was a sign-in trade with – um mm-hmm. um. Kelly Oubre and Kelly Oubre signed his contract. So yeah, unless yeah. that hasn't been officially signed, but like the, the, the deal, the parameters have already been announced. Um, so, I mean, I guess if he hasn't technically signed it yet, OKC could negotiate on the parameters on which it's signed. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think that's a possibility until December. Um, another one that's not a possibility until December um, is the New York Knicks. Joel, how would you feel if the New York Knicks traded for Russell Westbrook? <laughs> would, the whole thing is like depends on what. Like again, you don't bring in Russell Westbrook by itself. Uh, we were I'm already past all that. As much as I'd love to have like, the player, the contract, and the assets worth taking. I mean, it's just not worth it for us. Uh, even in December, uh, as much as I'd like the guy. Uh, and I wouldn't mind having him at all. It's just one of those things where I just don't think it makes sense for us to, to go all out on right. Russell Westbrook. No. Uh, well, I think how much it's going to cost us. Right. Like honestly, if if I was if I was the Knicks, I wouldn't do it in general. Um, if it got to December, um, but if I were to do it, um, I mean, it would basically be like you can take the worst of our um, the guys we just signed. Um, that like haven't played mm-hmm. well this season and just use them as expiring contracts and we'll give you one of the Dallas picks but like that would be about it maybe I would throw in like uh, Dennis Smith Jr. because I wouldn't need him um, but I don't know I mean that depends on how well Dennis Smith Jr. plays this season if Dennis Smith Jr. plays right. well this season I wouldn't include him you know so right. Right. And I, for me it would be it would be incumbent upon me having uh, scoped out the rest of the league to see who else I could get to pair with him. Um, like if I if I could get like let's say I could get um, basically Russ and Kevin Love like to to team up on the Knicks with RJ and say Knox and Trier, um, you know, and Mitchell Robinson, like. And, and keep that kind of core together, still keep some young right, players. Right. I would consider it. Um, I, I wouldn't – it would take you out of the 2021 um, mix. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, that would kind of suck. But, I mean, I don't know. 
ultimately, like I would, I would be looking more if I'm the Knicks with all those those guys you signed. I would be looking more to like, you know, trade, um, trade those guys for like bad contracts that are one or two mm-hmm. years and to get draft picks back. Like seriously, I think if you go to like Minnesota and they're like, you know, in the mix, like you know, in, in mid December. And you're like, yeah, we'll take Gorgie mm-hmm. Jang, but like his two year deal yeah, right. sucks. Um, and right. you know, you can have, you know, um, fucking Bobby Portis and you know Reggie Bullock, um, but you you got to give us you know a first round pick. Um, right. I'd rather do that if I was the Knicks. Just we'll, we'll put it that way. Um, just just build right. the right way, and then if if twenty twenty one ends up. Yeah, and if 2021 ends up being like, you know, a situation where you do get a guy or two to come in, great. But like, other than that, like, right. just just build step by step first. Uh, but anyway, right. let's, let's move on. Um, Jeremy Grant, he was traded uh, to Denver. Uh, he was traded into a trade exception um, that I think they got from. I want to say it was the the Nets trade. I can't remember who they sent to the Nets. Um, uh, Kenneth Reed. Wilson Chandler. Um, was it? No, Chandler. Chandler went to uh, Philly. Maybe. Six, maybe yeah. it was that one. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember either. But, but well, they definitely. What trade are we talking about? They definitely again? traded Chandler to Philly. Um, but they they did it. They pulled him into a trade exception. Um, and uh, anyway, um, so that that uh-huh. deal, uh, they gave um. Uh, they gave OKC a 2020 first round pick, uh, top 10 protected, mm. so that uh, should absolutely convey. Uh, and the deal saves OKC $39 million in salary and luxury tax. Um, I like this deal for both sides. Um, if you're rebuilding, it makes sense to get a first round pick for a role player, um, granted, a quality role player. But um, he's got a player option next year. He's probably going to opt out of that and look to get a better contract, especially being that next year's free agency is so sparse. Um, but if you're Denver, I would feel confident that if you get him in there um, and, you know, you uh, maximize his potential on that team uh, and given his versatility between playing the three and playing the four, there's a lot of guys who are better suited at the four and people say, but he can play the three. Um, Jabari Parker would be one of those guys. Oh, he could play the three. No, he can't. That motherfucker can't play the three. Jeremy Grant can play the he three. Can't really um, shoot. He's got <laughs> well, he can shoot that's and he problem. can defend. He's got the yeah, that's why. to be able to defend small forwards. Um and like right. a, a lot of guys who, who play the four don't end up having that. Uh Jeremy Grant absolutely has that. So his positional versatility will be very nice. Um, especially given Millsap's um, kind of uh, spotty injury history and, and track record. Um, and right. Grant just kind of gives you gives you the kind of player that you want to replace Millsap. Um, it, it go, it, you go ahead and you put that guy on your books, namely because I don't think a guy like Jeremy Grant is going to go for the um, for the um, uh, exception for for um, the mid-level uh, next season. I think it's going to be a little bit more expensive than that. Um, and because you already signed 
um, Jamal Murray uh, to his extension, you're going to be capped out next season. Like you, even with Millsap coming off your books, you ain't going to really have any flexibility other than the mid-level. Um, so by making mm-hmm. this deal now, you get his bird rights, and now you can mat or you can you can pay him whatever it takes to keep him. Um, I really like this deal for Denver. I think it's a sneaky good deal. Um, I think their team is, you know, obviously was really good last year. Um, they took their lumps in the playoffs. They they showed a lot of grit. Um, and this is just another guy who's going to go in. I think he'll be their starting small forward this year. Um, I think if you're being optimistic, uh, like I would hope that Michael Porter Jr. plays a, a good bit this year and looks really good. And so you're kind of your what you're banking on your future being is Murray, Harris, um, MPJ, uh, Grant, and Jokic, and that is a fucking scary good lineup. Um, so I love this. I really love it for Denver. And like I said, if you're OKC, you're getting a first-round pick. Luke, I know you got to clear out. You ain't got much more time, so I'm going to pass it to you first so you can dip. But what do you think on uh, this trade before you go, man? No, I mean, I'm with you. I like it um, for both sides. Uh, I was kind of thinking – it's really hard right now to see who's running for GM of the year, but I mean, even though it's rebuilding, I mean, Sam Preston, you just got a first round pick out of Grant. Like, well done. I mean, yes, it's going to be a later first round pick, but still, you got a first round pick for the guy. So you definitely do it if you're them. I mean, just building up this asset already. I mean, got him closer to the luxury um, under the tax line, but I still think they're going to blow it all up. But like you said, for the Nuggets, it just makes complete sense. Um, you have to put Barton back on the bench. He was way better as a sixth man. I know he doesn't like it, and you kind of sign that money, but he just doesn't make sense on the starting lineup. Grant does make sense out there. Um, and like you said, he, he can stretch the floor for them. He's, uh, he's a, a good forward uh, to be around, um, Jokic and Murray, just to be able to just stand there, hit your open three, and then defend. And that's what the Nuggets kind of needed. I mean, they need more defense. So um, I like it for Denver, like you're saying. Uh, they're kind of right now where they put all the money. And Murray, they they stalled themselves. So this one makes sense for them, too, to get this guy. He's pretty young, too. And MPJ, um, it'll be interesting if he um be able to play this year. But still, Grant will give them valuable minutes. And then you put Barton back on a, a bench that's pretty, um, you know, it's looking deeper now and, and right. let him do his thing on the second unit. So now you have him going back because he was great as a sixth man in that unit. So He was Denver, much better as a sixth man. Yeah, I know they paid him and they're like, we're going to pay you and you're not going to be a sixth man anymore. But they're like, hey, this, you know, this test didn't mm-hmm. work. We're still paying you. We're <laughs> putting you in the sixth man. Grant's going to be the starter. So, you know, I like it. Denver – is definitely making those moves. I mean, Denver's one of those teams like, hey, I know uh, Clippers just got their guys and Lakers got AD and all that, and Jazz are making a move. But Denver was, the you know, one of the top, you know, number one seed for a while and then got the number two seed. So they're trying to still show everyone. So I like it. Um, I think it's going to work out uh, well for them. And Grant's just a, just a good young player that will do what, like, he he's not going to do too much for you. He's not going to demand the ball, but – he will hit you that up in three and play some, like, hard defense. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, man, uh, thanks for hopping on this loop. Uh, I'm going to let you run, but uh, we'll, we'll catch up with you soon, all right, brother? Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Peace out. Thanks, man. Peace. 
All right, Noel, what are your thoughts on the matter? Uh, Grant's first-round pick uh, swap. Oh, man. I mean, it's good. I think it was good for both sides. You got a first-round pick out of uh, Jeremy Grant. I really like as a player. Uh, I mean, like you said, he's versatile. And I uh, went to a team in Denver that can definitely use some versatile defenders. And um, mm-hmm. I didn't even think about him starting at small forward. I think that is a possibility. Because right now, last year, they used Craig a lot, mainly because of his defense at small forward. Right. Which Grant and is probably equally uh-huh. as good, but can actually, right. like, hit shots and drive and can pass a little, a little better. better like, offensively. He, Right. Yeah, he's a lot better offensively. He's a, he's a little better in every facet of the game, but you combine all that together, and he's a lot better. Right, and then you have a guy, uh, and like at least for now, until Michael Porter Jr. shows what he can do, until then, you know, you leave him on the bench. Uh, he just got hurt again. The guy can't seem to stay healthy at the right. moment. Um, right. But Jeremy is going to transition to the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, Paul Mills is going to start for another year. And so, you know, he'll probably, you know, take his spot next year. So, we'll see. I mean, like you said, they probably won't have enough money next year to get anybody, but at least they have a Jeremy Grant. They can plug right in, and hopefully by then you'll know Michael Porter Jr. can ball out or not. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's my thoughts exactly. I think I think it was good. Um, I think it was good maneuvering of cap um, for Denver. Like, basically using a trade exception – um, so you didn't have to give anything up. Targeting a team that is actively trying to shed salary and picking a really good player on that team that fits your team. Um, it's just, again, like I really, really like – I think his name is uh, Tim Frazier. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really like yeah. their GM. Um, like he – you know, he they, – they, Washington wanted – really fucking desperately wanted to hire him. Um, in the off season, like he was their very first choice, even before Masai, um, and oh, really? he turned it down and got an extension with Denver. Um, you know, big ups to Denver for fucking paying him. Um, but uh, but yeah, um, I, I just like I like what he does, man. Like that's that's a low key, really fucking good move. Um, mm-hmm. Like that's it's it's moves like that, those kind of moves on the margin that like sometimes make or break your, your um, chances of, of really being um, a contender. And I, I actually think Denver is a contender, like a legit contender. I, I think do they too. The Clippers or the Lakers in a fucking seven-game series. And there's really only, I would say, four, maybe five teams in the West that I feel like are legit contenders, and they are definitely one of them. Maybe six. I don't know. I I, <laughs> I don't – I don't really think Portland's a contender, but like, you know, I never I, know. I still feel like they're gonna. You never <laughs> I'm know. I scared to doubt them. <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. I, I'm, I I'm gonna have oh. them in my. I'm a, in regular season. They're gonna be in the top three in my in my preseason. Like, I, there ain't no way. I'm not. They're gonna have home court advantage. Like, I'm done doubting them. I I heard somebody say. Um, I can't even remember who it was, but uh, either a podcast or a show I was watching, like somebody say that like um, they didn't really like Portland's moves and they're going to be taking a step back this year and they might not make the playoffs. And I was like, motherfucker, y'all say this. We said this every year. When the fuck are we going to learn that Portland will always make the playoffs? (laughs) (laughs) This is like like the equivalent, the opposite equivalent of us like every year 
being like, I think Charlotte's going to make the playoffs this year. No, they're not. (laughs) They're just not going to do it. Because they're the opposite. um, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, But, but yeah, um, I do. I do think Denver's a legit contender this year. Um, And I look forward to it. I think – I think I might even have them as the number one seed coming out of the West um, in the regular season because all their guys are still young. Um, they're not going to be, like, resting people, like, you know, arbitrarily throughout the season. I doubt it, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I could, I could definitely see them taking that number one seed uh, into the um, into the uh, playoffs. Um, but yeah, I really like the trade too. I think I think for like like we said for both sides, it's just it, it works out really well. And like you know the thing we haven't mentioned much, I mentioned it at the top, but cutting thirty nine million dollars in salary from trading Grant, like salary and luxury tax, like that's fucking huge. Like thirty nine million dollars you just saved. Um, so that's fucking great. Like that's really um, that's what the fun that was. Arguably their main goal coming into this season. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, you know, now that they're kind of, you know, redirecting and, and, and you know, setting a new course, um, it, the move just made so much sense. Also, I want to throw this out because I know I kind of gave OKC shit for drafting Darius Baisley. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm liking that pick a lot more now that you're rebuilding. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. Like, I was didn't know that concerned at the time. about him, <laughs> right? And I was I was concerned about his timeline and and that fitting with Russ and PG. But like now that you're you know you've moved on from PG and you're probably going to move on from Russ and you got Shea and mm-hmm. Ferguson and maybe you get Justice Winslow, um, you know, Perrin Baisley with that those guys like that makes a lot of sense. So um, that pick got a lot better. Um, you know, and being that we know now what we didn't know then. Um, but anyway, enough OKC talk. We've talked about them ad nauseum. Um, let's get into a little Lakers uh, discussion. So it was reported earlier this week that LeBron James would be the Lakers starting point guard this upcoming season. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently today Frank Vogel uh, pushed back on that somewhat. Um, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't hear him interviewed or anything. I just saw the headline. Um, it was so yesterday. I just included it here. I think it was. Oh, was it yesterday? Mm-hmm. Right. I um, think it was yesterday, yeah. Last night. <laughs> well, first of all, like, who the fuck came out and said it? <laughs> um, and Frank Vogel was like, yeah, we're probably actually not going to do that. Um, and also, like, it doesn't matter, like, what you call LeBron James. He is going to be essentially their point guard, which was going to be like how I led into this, um, I guess, regardless of Frank Vogel pushing back on it. Like, whether you call him your point guard or not, of course LeBron James is your point guard, He, or at least on offense. He's not going to guard the opposing point guard. Um, but, mm-hmm. like, he's nine times out of ten, he's going to be the guy, like, distributing the ball unless he needs a break and he's tired, and then he'll let someone else do it for a minute. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, of course he's, he's going to be your primary, like ball handler, passer, all of that. That, that's what LeBron does. So that's nothing new. Um, now the, the, the thing that I do kind of like about this notion is not how you start games, but how you close games. Cause that's really what's important. Um, 
And mm-hmm. I think for closing games, I would say have LeBron be the ball handler to close out games. Um, and then, you know, have either – you definitely have Danny Green. Or, well, one of – two of the three, Danny Green, Avery Bradley, um, and mm-hmm. um, uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Like two of those three guys in there. Um, and then have Kuzma and, and Anthony Davis. I think that should be your closing lineup. Davis at the five, Kuzma at the four, three, depending on what the guard, what what the defensive scenario is. On offense, definitely at the four. Um, and then, you know, have two uh, kind of scrappy uh, defensive guys who can hit threes um, out there as your, as your you know, Two and three on offense, or one and two on defense. Um, like that to me, that's their best lineup. That's the best way that you can piece this lineup together. Um, I wonder how much of the season is going to be figuring that out, like, and how much we're actually going to get to see of that lineup play together um, and, and that kind of play style. Because we know LeBron doesn't technically like to be the point guard. We know Anthony Davis doesn't technically like to be the center. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, come on, dude. Like, if I'm Frank Vogel, I'm going to be like, look. <laughs> like, look at these fucking numbers, motherfuckers. Like, we are better when y'all do this. Um, and, right. you know, that, I mean, that's, that's kind of how I would frame it. Um, and, you know, if you've got a super big dude in there that you don't want, like, Anthony Davis to have to bang in the paint with, sure, throw in JaVale McGee, throw in Cousins. But um, their lineup, it's tricky. It's really weird. Um, I think there are various versions of it that could work very well. Um, I don't love any of it, though, like, in theory. I think you're going to have to – I don't think you're going to have, like, a starting unit, a backup unit. You're just going to have a hodgepodge of guys that you have to kind of throw together and figure out what works. Um, and I think the one that I mentioned is the one that will work best that they should play with and optimize the most. Um, but anyway, what do you think about, I guess, LeBron, the report that LeBron was going to play point guard and Vogel saying, well, he might not play point guard or whatever. Um, and, and what do you think the Lakers, like kind of core five, when, when the game's on the line, last five minutes, what do you think should be the way their lineup looks? Hmm. Good question. Um, it just really depends, but I, I don't mind him playing point guard at all. And I think my one of my favorite things I saw uh, after Frank Vogel came out and it wasn't a hundred percent on the whole LeBron playing point guard thing was like I, I don't think anybody told Coach Vogel that he <laughs> that he joined uh, the Lakers to be the assistant coach of the Lakers, not the actual coach of the Lakers. That's LeBron's job. Um, yeah, Jason Kidd leaned uh, out to the media was like, yeah, LeBron's going to play point guard. Remember when I played Giannis at point guard? It was excellent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and LeBron's like, I'm down. Uh, whatever he needs That's to right. do, he'll do. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> well, I guess we'll see. Uh, I, I don't mind him playing either small forward or point guard, whatever they want to do. Uh, if they want, if he's going to play point guard majority of the year, he's pretty much a point guard regardless. The point forward, whatever. Right. As long, as the, but if you have a point guard in the lineup, he's not the point guard. I get that. Um, like you said, closing lineups with LeBron really is what matters more so than who starts. Um, so yeah, you uh, you need defenders and shooters around LeBron. 
so yeah, Avery Bradley, uh, Danny Green, uh, AD, uh, and probably Kuzma. You know, depending on matchups. If you really need to lock down somebody, maybe you put in a Jared Dudley because he's fucking annoying. He could probably hit a couple shots, but he's not really someone you're going to depend on. Um, then you have um, a Queen Cook that could probably come in and get some minutes. But again, he's small. So you need someone that's going to defend. Avery Bradley could defend. So, uh, in theory. I mean, they have options. In theory, and you have DeMarcus Cousins, but again, we're talking about defending. Uh, <laughs> if you're talking about the closing minute, you want to stop somebody. I don't know. You know, Cousins had his moments, but it's not. And he might be more healthy this year, so we'll see what he looks like. But yeah, more or less, I I think um, we'll see. I, I just think you need shooters and defenders, and they have enough versatile pieces out there and with KCP and, and Kuzma and Danny Green and Avery Bradley. And they do just they have enough pieces there uh, to move around and, and do exactly that. So LeBron at point guard, LeBron at small forward. Um, either way, they're fine because Rondo's a, a very competent starting point guard when he plays. So uh, either way, they're fine. Yes. Yeah, I actually I I don't remember who it was. I keep saying this on today's pod. I listen to a lot of various shit, so it's hard for me to keep track of who said what. Um, but somebody said. Somebody brought up that um, instead of, like, classifying what position – like, because of the, the way we are in, like, positionless basketball nowadays, instead of classifying positions by what they do offensively, we should classify positions mm-hmm. by who they guard defensively. And I was just like, that makes so much yeah. more fucking sense. Like, because – like, like we said last year, like, Luca was a power forward last year. Like, yeah, he played – he handled the ball a lot, but he was like your classic, like, Hidu Turkaloo point forward type. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, that – I mean, that's the thing. Like, LeBron James is a small forward, power forward on defense. He's a kind of a point guard on offense. But it just makes so much more sense to classify – like, let's say your lineup is on offense is, like, LeBron handling the ball as, like, your point guard, Avery Bradley – Danny Green, uh, you know, Kuzma and Anthony Davis. Well then, but like, mm-hmm. it makes more sense to, to classify Avery Bradley as your point guard. Cause he's going to be the guy guard, mm-hmm. guarding the point guard defensively. So like, I don't yeah. know. I just, yeah. that kind of resonated with me. Does that, that make sense to you? Or to you right. Like, no, no, that's a, that does make a lot of sense to me. I mean, that's how I figure out who's a, who's a power forward center and who's a small forward power forward. Like three, four is four, five. If you can't defend, right small forward, you're, you're a big, in my opinion. Right, you're, I mean, exactly. You can't defend the wing. You know, you're a big that can't defend the wing, which means you're either a power forward or a center. You're not a small forward. Right. <laughs> that's that's right. what it is. Uh, but if you could defend the three and can defend the four and can shoot, guess what? You can probably play either one, three or four. It doesn't matter because you can defend both positions. Uh, and that's what makes the versatility important. So for me, uh, that's why that, that makes the, like total sense. So whoever's defending the point probably the point guard because they're defending the point guard. But obviously for me, a point guard means a little bit more you need to be handling the ball. If you're handling the ball, it means you're the point guard. The majority of the time. So yeah, I guess, maybe for point guards it's a little different. <laughs> right. Well, and I think, I guess, I guess that's kind of the overall point. Like is you, you have to, I guess if you're going to pin positions on guys, you have to pick one side or the other. And I guess to me, defense mm-hmm. just makes more sense. Like, how you line up on defense makes more sense as far as your actual position. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, because we're so positionless and we have six, eight, six, ten guys now who bring the ball up and are the primary ball handler, 
they're considered a point guard, but they're not really yeah. point guards. They don't play point guard on defense at all. Like Ben Simmons right. occasionally guards other point guards, but usually like he was the primary defender on Kawhi um, in the playoffs. Right. Um, well, that's what happens. So, I mean, he's, like, he's, he's one of their better defenders too. You know, so that's right. <laughs> so it's, right. So it's like you know, with last year's team, it was almost more like Jimmy Butler was their point guard. Um, and mm-hmm. Ben Simmons was their small forward, even though those titles were reversed on the offensive side. Um, so I don't know. It's just weird. Um, it's just it, it it, it's again why it's positions don't really mean much. It's how it's how you get a group of guys who can play together. It doesn't matter what quote unquote position they are. Um, which I really um, look forward to seeing with um, uh, with um, uh, the Clippers this year because. You know, mm-hmm. Paul George, you know, was so reluctant to, like, play the power forward position when he was in Indiana because mm-hmm. um, he said, I'm a small forward. Um, and yeah. it's like, man, I remember you saying this shit when you were playing shooting guard, but all right. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm a shooting like, guard. That, you want. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but, like, you know, like, he's going to play – he's going to technically be their power forward this year because, like, I mean, I guess Kawhi could play the two, but like I don't know. I I still expect Landry Shamit to be they their could starting that. shooting guard. I mean, they could. Yeah, me too. Then, they could. And then play. I, I mean, I, they, I guess they could start Mo <laughs> Harkless, but I don't expect that to happen. I just think Shamit's too good of a shooter for you, like not yeah. to have him out there. And his defensive liability is too are good. Just covered. That well, would be a great defense. shooting and defensive lineup. Shamit's, yeah, you just can't. Well, Shamit's defense isn't very good, but like that, you already have so much defense, you don't need it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, you have you have Beverly, <laughs> it, yeah. you have Kawhi, you have fucking Paul <laughs> yeah. George. You don't. You, you'd I be all right like, with Shamit's like mediocre defense, you know. And it's not like Harkless. I, I did like, uh, and anyway. he's not a bad defender, though. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. Well, I saw he, the lineup there. That he gets the effort. Yeah, he he plays hard, which is good, uh, and he can shoot the shit out of the ball. So he, he's a conversable guy. You know, he shot forty three percent. Yeah, really good. <laughs> and, From three, um, yeah. I saw the Bulls lineup. Uh, they call it the Bulls lineup, where they had uh, Beverly at the one, Kawhi at the two, George at the three, Harrow at the four, and of course uh, uh, Zubac at the, the center. And it's called the nineties Bulls. That's the Bull nineties Bulls lineup, you know? I'm like that's pretty cool. I doubt <laughs> yeah. they do that because it's like the shooting it's, it's, there's not a lot of shooting in that lineup this day and age. It's kinda of important to have shooting. But um yeah, you could definitely play that lineup and I wouldn't be upset at all. <laughs> that'd be pretty cool to see. Yeah. <laughs> Just for like small I think we'll you know, see, a couple minutes. I think we'll see some of it. I, I would still say like you you're not getting you're not getting like Harkless ain't giving you any kind of Rodman type defense or rebounds. <laughs> um, but, no, no, it's uh, not. That's why they said Harold. But, you know? Oh, you said Harold at the four. Yeah, 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 Harold. Yeah, okay. Well, Harold's not really giving you defense either, and he's not a great rebounder. He's definitely not like a Dennis Rodman rebounder. Um, he's he's, he's actually like a better side, offensive but, rebounder, but um, than a yeah. defensive rebounder. But um. But yeah, like uh, yeah, he, he's a hustle guy. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't see that lineup being not in today's NBA. Like in in, in the nineties, no. that would totally be their lineup. In today's NBA, that, that oh, shit yeah. ain't gonna fly. <laughs> no, but um, 
but yeah, that that's just gonna be interesting. All right, but let's move on. Um, all right. Uh, so Marcus Morris um, agreed to a two-year, um, $20 million deal with Spurs, and due to some potential contract restructuring, I believe with Reggie Bullock, um, mm-hmm. uh, the Knicks may be swooping in to make him a better offer, so he may um, end up backing out on the Spurs and taking um, a more lucrative offer uh, with the Knicks, which I think will be a one-year deal, um, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. from what I heard. Um, that is correct. What are your What are your thoughts on this? Not as a Knicks fan, but just like in general, mm-hmm. like, um, like you. I mean, you you kind of like. I, I see. I don't like this shit. Um, like, you know, like I didn't what? like it last year. I don't like players backing out of an agreement. We would fucking crucify teams if they did this. Like yeah, I get mm-hmm. like I'll I'll take the players backs when it comes to a lot of shit. Like I don't give fucking Paul George any fucking grief for requesting a trade. I don't give Kawhi Leonard any grief for calling up Paul George and telling him he should request a trade. Like I I'm cool with all that. But like when you agree to sign a deal and then San Antonio decides to essentially they were going to sign um uh uh Damari Carroll and then when they did. Morris agreed to the deal, they agreed mm-hmm. to trade Bertans, um, yeah, and do a sign and trade to get Trail, uh, yeah, to to get Carroll, which means they had to give him an extra year that they probably didn't want to actually give him since they signed him to a two year deal, um, and then furthermore, mm-hmm. like they just sent away Bertans, who's a really good shooter, he's a good player on their team. They were doing this because mm-hmm. they had it on your word that you were going to sign with them, and now you're backing out. Like I said, I didn't like it last year when Bielisa did that shit either. Um, I get it. Oh, getting a better <laughs> offer, I can't fault you yeah. for backing out and taking the more money. Um, but, like, it's still – it's just kind of shitty to me. Like I said, if, say, like, let's say, um, you know, all this Paul George shit happened – and, um, you know, before anything was inked with Charlotte, they were like, whoa, whoa wait, nah, we're not giving Terry Rozier that deal. We're like, we're, we're more interested in trying to trade for Russell Westbrook now, or even mm-hmm. we're more interested in take, you know, taking on Dennis Schroeder, um, you know, for, for an expiring contract to like save money and have Schroeder on a, you know, two-year, thirty-one million-dollar contract instead of a three-year, fifty-eight million-dollar contract. Like we would crucify a fucking team for doing that. That shit would not fly. Um, but players get to do it, and I think it's a double standard. And if we're gonna, if we're gonna, basically, if we're gonna say like, if we're gonna defend players for doing things that teams do, then we should also condemn players for doing things that teams are not allowed to do. Mm-hmm. No, totally. Um, well, since, you know, we started the show, he has agreed to sign with the Knicks. So he is signing with the Knicks for fifteen dollars right. for one year. There you go. Um, so Marcus Morris is going to the Knicks, and Spurs reneged. I mean, and reneged. They obviously withdrew the offer, obviously. <laughs> and um, they have decided to So are they to keeping for time? Trade miles. No, they, they're, oh, they're getting they're trade miles. miles. Yeah, see, they already traded for time. So they can't do that, yeah. Yeah, they can't do that, right? Uh, so they had they went and picked up Trey Lyles for two years, gave them a two year. I guess the same offer probably that they gave Marcus Morris. Uh, I'm I not sure about it. I would really give him that much money. 
They gave, I don't know. They gave, I know it's two years. I could check right now because I, I just okay. looked at it, but I didn't see the yeah. numbers. Um, but but they went and decided to go with Trey Lyles over um, uh, instead of uh, obviously because Marcus Morris backed out. They went with Trey Lyles. So I get it. Right. You know, it is what it is. Uh, Trey Lyles. We like Trey Lyles. He's you know problem when he got hurt last year. He played pretty well for them. Right. And my think my biggest thing with the Spurs is they they definitely need. A, I think they need a veteran big man more so than another fucking wing. My opinion, because um, they already have enough wings as it is. Um, I'm not yeah, they're more changing the starting lineup. They're not. They're not wings. Right. They right, but they they're not fives in my opinion either. <laughs> That's the problem. No. Uh, they're they're more fours, like stretch fours, you know, than fives. You know what I mean, right. And that yeah, to me, yeah, they need a five. Sure. They need another, another a guy that can play at the center more. Yeah. Who are uh, no, who are their fives? But well, they got Aldridge Yaka and Yaka Fertile. That's yeah, Aldridge, it. Aldridge, yeah. And all, yeah, yeah, you probably want a third one like of like those. A, like a, right, 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 exactly. Unless they switch up the lineup and make Aldridge a center again and make one of the new, your new fours uh, a starter, um, I'm not sure. Well, I think they need played more big for them last year in small ball. He did, but again, he's another, he's another guy that's not really <laughs> – so I'll take one of those. Right. Yeah, um, I mean, I agree. Um, but yeah, so that's already it is what it is. I get it, and then trust me, I wouldn't have been happy if someone, you know, when they done our our deal, uh, if they were like, oh, we're coming out, and then we change our mind. I'm like, oh, especially if I liked him, and I think Marcus Morris is a guy that he's just, just pretty coveted because of his like, he's one of those guys that has passion. <laughs> he plays with heart, uh, and he's uh, like one of those rough, rough dudes. Uh, like one of those guys you definitely want in your locker room. I like because of his attitude very much. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like Marcus Morris. You know, you know, I think he's more versatile than his brother, who, who's to me, his brother, even though they're like barely, they're pretty much the same player. Uh, Marquise is not as a <laughs> as Marcus, and he, he's also more Which of a funny. than Marcus is. There, there was like this, there was this period where like Marquise was clearly the better player. Like, yeah, yeah. It hasn't been until like the last two years that, that Marcus has become the better of the Morris twins. Yeah, and that's all because of versatility. Because Marquise was, like you said, he was really good. Like he was like nearly a twenty and ten guy for a while at power forward, mm-hmm. and he was like that for years, well, a couple years. And then, like you said, uh, I think I think it started maybe in Detroit, where he just became more or Houston, I can't where, uh, where he just became more versatile defensively, and he just played both positions, three, four, three, four, and then he got got really right. comfortable stretch four, I think in Detroit. Uh, and then Boston, he was doing the same thing, and it's just he became a very versatile weapon off the bench, and eventually got the starting job last year in Boston. But it's like I think his versatility is what helped him defend his versus defensively, whereas Marquise is not as versatile defensively. <laughs> uh, right. That's, that seems to be his issue. Um, but I'm I'm happy about it. I mean, he's a guy we had uh, to our our rotation now. Bullock. Um, I'm not sure what's happening with him. I know they want to restructure and bring him back, but I haven't, I haven't seen any confirmation on that happening yet. Obviously, so we, basically, we what he was physical or something? Is that what? Uh, what apparently, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I guess I guess his physical didn't come back right. He had some type of plantar fasciitis, which might have taken Ooh, him off yeah. for half a year. A year that we only signed him to because you know he has a player option for next year. Not you know we could mm-hmm. say no. So what's the point of signing you for half a year for the amount of money? Team option, gonna pay you? So right, right. Team option. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. Um, 
Uh, that so for them they're like it's not worth the money. We're gonna play for half a year. <laughs> so right. that happened, and then Marcus didn't sign his contract yet. And I guess his um, agency was like, well, New York has a spot open again because of the whole thing with well, Bullock. Would you want to go sign there? They're right. offering more money, and they're like, he's like, yeah. Isn't he? <laughs> yeah, isn't he a money. clutch client? Yeah, he's a clutch client. Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Fucking bullshit. No, right? That sounds sounds like a clutch move to me. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's what happened. Look, there we are. So Marcus Morris is a name. Yeah, and look, I again, like I, I don't, I don't fault it on a, on a, just a, a purely like, um, you know, get your bag level. You know, like he's it's, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a much better deal money. for him. The one year deal. He can re-enter free agency next year, um, and he's mm-hmm. going to get more than five million dollars. Wait, he signs for fifteen million one year, right? Fifteen one year, yeah. Yeah, and he was only going to get like twenty for the two years. So, like, yeah, it's a better mm-hmm. deal for him. So, I, you know, I don't, I don't fault him there. It's just like they're like, I, again, like it, it. It's a double standard, and people always talk about the double standards when it's the other direction, but they never talk about the double standards when it's you know, the players doing shit that we would crucify teams for. Um, so right. that's it. That's all. Like, I just – I think it's I think it's fair to point that out, um, you know, because, sure. like, there, there's they, I, there's not many instances of it, um, but this is definitely one of them, and we, we've seen it in back-to-back seasons now. And it's just like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like you, – you, I, can't, I can't be too mad about it because, like, you know, because then you'll get, like – I, I I can't be that upset about it because if I'm gonna be that upset about this, um, then I really should be even more pissed off about you know the Clippers trading Blake Griffin, <laughs> you know, and they're fucking like whining and dining, being like we're gonna retire your number, you're gonna be our guy, and then trading him like you know six months later yeah, or not even. It was fun. Oh right. So, yeah, but yeah, like bro. you know, again, like they kind of caught hell for that, and like I don't think Marcus Morris is really going to catch any hell for this. Everyone's just kind of like, well, makes sense for him, why not? And it's like, well, sure, but like I think he should at least get as much hell as the Clippers got for the, the whole treatment of Blake Griffin. Um, mm-hmm. So that's all I'm saying. Just equal hell. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> but yeah. uh, anyway. Um, I, I do like it for you guys, um, namely because I think, again, like if, if say, like you're looking at, um, again, go, going back to the Timberwolves, you know, like fucking Timberwolves, man. Like if they're, if they're playing well this season, like how much do you mm-hmm. think – how much better do you think they would be if they swapped out Gorgie Marcus – or Gorgie Jang for Marcus Morris? Um, like right. to me, like – Trade them I don't know that. Yeah, I mean that would be enough to to like send out a lottery protected pick. You know, like um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, the playoff spot. It's gonna be tough, but right. And especially <laughs> because, and especially because people, you know, a lot of people have said that Gorgie Jang's contract, even though it's only two years, because he is as bad as he is, um, as as Un, you know, unproductive as he is, that like it would cost mm-hmm. them like you know two first round picks just to get off of it. So 
you know, if if you're getting off of that contract plus getting a good player like Marcus Morris, who's only on a one-year deal, so you're basically, like, getting Mm -hmm. off of that contract but also getting a good player to help you throughout the rest of the season, like, that's worth the first-round pick. Um, I just really – I'm going to be, like – I'm going to have, like, 17 different deals lined out that I'm going to, like, be sending you and Jawan come trade deadline. Be like, all right, here's all the deals that the Knicks can pull off. Like, I'm going to be monitoring this. We're playing well. Y'all better pull off one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you guys don't pull off one of them, I'm going to be bitching. You know it. (laughs) Like, it's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, sorry, bro. You know, I'm just looking out for you guys, man. I know y'all don't want to hear it, but I am. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, you know, good luck to, to Marcus Morris. Glad the Spurs had a backup plan. Hopefully they're not paying mm-hmm. um, as much money for um, – shit, I already forgot his name. <laughs> um, thank you. Uh, for Lyles, mm-hmm. as, as they were going to pay Morris. Um, I, I think of Lyles as more like a – you know, two year ten million dollar guy. Um but, possible, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. But uh he's 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 a reasonably good player. Um it just still it sucks I that like they him. it really sucks that they traded Bertans. Like it wasn't that bad for the for the Sixers because they just signed a guy and then he he, oh, he shit. said Oh shit. What oh shit. Oh shit. Oh it's on their trade. Drop it. Oh my God! Oklahoma City have a, they traded Russell Westbrook to the Rockets for Chris Paul and first round picks twenty twenty four and twenty twenty six pick swaps in twenty twenty one and twenty twenty five. Holy shit! Holy shit! What? That's fucking crazy. That's not. That's like. Oh my God! That's fucking that crazy. All right. Oh whoa! All right. Wow! Westbrook Repeat that back to James me. Harden. Okay, Let's all right. Ready? Chris Paul. Okay. Oh, okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay. <laughs> Russell Westbrook to the Rockets for Chris Paul. Yeah. First round picks in 2024 and 2026. Pick swaps in 2021 and 2025. So basically four first round picks. Wow. Holy shit. That wow. is a great wow. fucking deal for the Thunder. <laughs> yeah, all the picks. I did not you know expect that kind they of have? return. Bro, they have all I the picks. I did not expect that kind of return. Them. Well, all right, let's let's then get Chris into Paul, this. Chris Paul, what? They're gonna buy him out? He's not. No, 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 no. No, you ain't gonna buy Chris Paul out. No, I think I think now you go to Miami and be like, you want Chris Paul? You want Paul? <laughs> <laughs> you be like, <laughs> be like, no. You go to you go to Miami and be like, lowball us again, motherfuckers. <laughs> Holy See if we don't shit. get Chris so Paul true. somewhere else, and then fucking take the mail back from that and ask you if you want it. Um, fucking rockets wow. are always okay. active. You can never count them, motherfuckers. They are. Now, you know. That is that is a lot. That is a lot to give up for Westbrook, um, especially twenty twenty four and twenty twenty six. That, like I wonder what the protections are on those picks because like that those are far enough out to where even James Harden shouldn't be he wow. should be past his prime and at that point. In, and he stayed in the West. Like I'm so surprised. Right. That's crazy. I mean, I guess 
I guess the tension between um, – all right, so this is going to be the rest of our show, so fuck the rest of these topics. Um, <laughs> all right. Oh. I guess the tension – I guess the tension between um, – between Paul and Harden had just gotten bad enough, and, and real. I would imagine that Presty asked Harden, like, would you want us to trade for Westbrook? And he was like, fuck yes. I would love it if you traded for Westbrook. Um, wow, to the Rockets. I know, dude. It's crazy. I mean, but, but, like, I mean, wouldn't you think that – I would expect that Harden would have that kind of say in this kind of matter. Um, and I think ultimately, like, you know, he probably was like, dude, I, I, he probably still loves Westbrook. Like, I mean, they're probably still close. Um, yeah. And so, like, that true. that can go a long way. Um, and, like, Chris Paul's just a dick, like, from everything I've heard. <laughs> so it's like – and I'm just, I'm, I'm just being real, you know. Like, I mean, uh, LeBron likes him, but, like, I guarantee you, like, when LeBron and D-Wade and, um, and Melo and Chris Paul hang out, like, Chris Paul's, like, the dude who doesn't tip. And, like, the dude who's, like, always rude to, like, the waiter or the waitress, and he's, like, you know, he's the dick of the group, you know? Like, everybody else is kind of nice and cool. Like, that, you know, Chris and Chris Paul's, like, the first one to be, like, like I'm going to fight that motherfucker. And LeBron's got to be, like, yo, calm down, motherfucker. Like, chill. We're just here to fucking hang out. Like, <laughs> you know that's true. Um, yeah. I, I, I would – I would think that shit just didn't jive with James. Like, it probably never did, and it got to a breaking point this season. And I think this is more of, like, essentially them thinking, all right, we know we're trading for a guy who maybe doesn't fit. We can probably – but we think we can maybe make this fit work. Um, but here's my biggest thing. Like, what does this mean for Dan Tony? Because I do not think Russell Westbrook fits the current Ooh. version of D'Antoni's system. Um, because he doesn't shoot three-pointers well. You don't want not him really. shooting three-pointers. Um, and, like, he's he's not he, – you know, he's young. He's a lot younger than Chris Paul, but he's not even the defensive player that Chris Paul is. Um, mm-hmm. He's really cool at standing in a corner when he doesn't have the ball and not bitching about it. <laughs> so I guess that's good. Um, but I don't know, man. I just don't know about this fit. What do you think about the fit? I don't know about this fit. Like you said, he's not a shooter, and you need to – this lineup, you need a ball handler, which is, at this point, James Harden. <laughs> and um, uh, the surround him with shooters. That's just how – that's that Tony style. And you need to pick a roll guy. That's that's obviously it's been working since his Phoenix days. You put Russell Westbrook with him, who we know has struggled from the three, uh, struggles to shoot in general. But he's a freak athlete. You know, like it's not like they can't play together. They played together in the past. And if anything, James Harden is better now right. than he was then. Um, and so is Russ. He's averaging a triple double. How do you like? You can't. That's people sleep on that. <laughs> it's not easy to do. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't think people sleep on that. So much as they just look at the inefficiency and say, "What is more important?" I get it. That's just, I mean, not dude, that's just not easy to do. Six percent from the free throw line, like that's pretty rough. Right. I, I totally get it. I'm just saying it's just not such a simple thing to do. And I don't know how that's going to work out in Houston with this with this this lineup. It's just. Oh, I have no idea, really. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. How that's gonna play? I feel bad for Chris Paul. Like, what do you? Where, 
I don't know what's gonna happen with Chris Paul in OKC. Like he's gonna get traded to Miami. In OKC? You think it's gonna be Miami? That's not. I don't yeah, know. I do. I do. I That's think not. I. I well, I I could see. I'll give you a couple different scenarios. I could see Miami mm-hmm. right now. Um, okay. I could see come December when everybody's contracts are like you know tradable at that point. I could see the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, like because at that point they could hodgepodge it together all of their biggest contracts to trade for Chris Paul, um, and keep their smaller mm-hmm. contracts and then sign you know buyout guys. Um, you know I could see that at having some legs, some potential. Um, right. I, I that would be lower on my list. Miami would be first. Um, wow. Well, and here's the other thing as far as Chris Paul. Um, you know, I mean, I don't think you have any – you don't have any allegiance to him. Um, so, like, no, you, you wanted to trade you wanted to trade Russ to a, a winning team. Um, like, you don't, you don't necessarily have to do that with Chris Paul. So, like, you know, you let's say the first half of the season goes really bad for Terry Rozier. And you're like, hey, we'll give you Chris Paul for Terry Rozier and a matching expiring <laughs> contract to make the salaries work. Have fun in fucking Charlotte, uh, Chris. Um, oh, so, like, I mean, that that could work. Um, see, I think, I think it would be, I think it would be incumbent on Chris Paul at this point. I think he would need to make a decision. Do you want your Do you want your um, player option, or do you want to pick where you want to go? Because I mean, I think that's the simple that's the simplest way to get any kind of trade done. Is for Chris Paul to say, "I'll, I'll, I'll turn down my player option if you trade me where I want to go." Because um, if you I turn down that player option, option. I, I think so. If he wants to dictate anything at this point, I think that's his only option, and that's a lot of money to yeah. turn down. It's like forty-seven million dollars. It is. So, I mean, I wouldn't fault but him. He's gonna be... I wouldn't fault him for being like, right. "Fuck no, I ain't fucking turning that down. I'll fuck play wherever." Um, but if you want to win, if you want to fucking um, if you really want to go out and compete, right in Oklahoma, <laughs> right? I I think uh, <laughs> that that would be your best option because like if you did that, like if the Heat were trading for you on a two year deal, they'd fucking mm-hmm. trade for you because they would get you off the books um, in two years, um, and then at that point, <laughs> you know, they, they would. I forgot. They'd Chris be able Paul to play in Oklahoma City before. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, with the Hornets when uh, Katrina hit. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Oops. I forgot about that too. <laughs> cool well, I mean, I guess maybe those fans like him. Then maybe, 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 maybe he stays. Yeah. That, that was the reason uh, they wait. thought Oklahoma City was a good idea because he played well there and they liked him there. Well, the Hornets at least, and so they go. Oh, maybe they could <laughs> have a team, and then a couple years later they got their team, and now they got Chris Paul. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Jesus. Full Funny. circle. Um, oh, yeah, I boy. Mean, that's the thing. I mean, I think you're you're trying to pick out all the teams that you were looking at for Russ, but I I, I mean, you know, I think now for Chris, I don't. Oh, now wow. for Chris, right? Which what? No, it's just that now they're all gone now. All the Thunder guys that they drafted, the, all that whole former Arizona oh, Durant, yeah. Harden, Westbrook, Serge right. Ibaka, gone. All of them gone. Right. And now two of them. I, 
<laughs> I just want Durant. I just want Durant to come back next year and be like, "Yo, trade me to Houston, motherfuckers." <laughs> We're running it back. Um, Look at this. They, suck, the Thunder has seven additional first first round picks through twenty six plus four yeah. pick swaps. Yeah, That's and nuts. because and and like here's the other thing too, Joel. I got like, the protection there. You want the well. Oh, you you got the protections on the Houston picks? Yeah, yeah. What are they? Lay them on me. Uh, twenty twenty four first round pick protected one through four. Twenty twenty six first round pick protected one through four. Twenty twenty five swap one through twenty protected. Twenty twenty one swap protected one through four. OKC can swap Clippers pick or Heat pick. Oh, okay. So they get the essentially. It, it, any one of those picks, you know, they could they could take the best one. Yeah, I got it. Um, right. Interesting. Uh, all right, so mm-hmm. I, I would imagine protected one through four. Um, if those don't convey, they just roll over. But they're protected one through four for like a long fucking time. So, but what that says to me is they're not they're not picks that are going to convert into two seconds. They are two legit first round picks, um, which is. All of these picks, they are all – like none of the picks that they have traded for, except for the mm-hmm. Denver pick, which is not going to convert because Denver's going to be better. It's top 10 protected. Denver's not going to be one of the worst right. 10 teams in the league. Um, no, but they're all going to be not. first round picks. Um, shit, I, that's I crazy. forgot what I was saying before. <laughs> um, oh, man, Oklahoma. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Um, so you, you mentioned like the seven picks that they've gotten. Um, or it's eight. It's eight because it's they got the five, or the, they got the three from the Clippers. They got two from mm-hmm. the Heat. They got uh, so that's five. They got their six um, was from Denver, and now they've gotten two, uh, which makes eight, eight. Uh, from Houston. Yeah, they have eight. Um, yep. Plus, I got them all right here. Eight first round picks. Factor, that's crazy. Factor this in too, Joel. <laughs> Um, their first round pick this season uh, goes to Philly, but it's top twenty protected. So now they'll keep that. Mm-hmm. So that's nine essentially. Uh, well, and then in twenty twenty two, their pick uh, is lottery protected to the Hawks. So they'll more than likely keep that now. So that's ten. That's really ten picks that they got out of this deal, um, and gave up uh, four seconds to keep those two first because those are the parameters of the, mm-hmm. their own pick deals. Um, that's fucking crazy. Um, like talk about, talk about how to fucking rebuild your team. Um, and see, and yeah. here's what I think now. Now I think you're essentially just looking to dump Chris Paul for expiring salary. Um, yep. like, I mean, honestly, again, I would go to Cleveland. I'd be like, we'll send you Chris Paul for just expiring yeah. salary. <laughs> like, and then you can flip. You can flip like Darius Garland and Colin Sexton for pieces and have a team of Chris Paul and Kevin Love and whoever you can get for those guys. Um, I would go to Charlotte. They've got enough expiring salary. I'd go back to Miami and say, hey, like, you can have him. Like, we want, you know, whatever, like Dragic, Myers Leonard, those are both expiring. Um, and, you know, what whatever else we can make work. You know, to to get it done, um, but yeah, I mean, 
I think I think this makes I, I I think he goes to Miami. I think Miami would still be interested in getting Chris Paul, and I think because I it agree. would cost them less than what what the West Westbrook deal was going to cost them. Um, like for instance, mm-hmm. I think now you don't have to give up Winslow. Like let's say for example, you trade for Chris Paul, and let's say you give up Dragic, you give up Leonard. Those are both expiring. Uh, Dragic is 19.2. Leonard is 11.3. So what that totals out to 30.5 or 31.5. 31.5, I think. Um, so uh, Paul is 38.5. It's like throwing Dion Waiters. He's got two more years left and a first-round pick. And you can keep Winslow. So now you've got Chris Paul, Jimmy Butler at the two, Winslow at the three, James Johnson at the four, Bam at the five, Olenek backing up Bam, Tyler Hero backing up um, Butler, and it's kind of like your your secondary playmaker guy off the bench. I don't know. That's pretty good. Like that. Like if you can keep Winslow and still get like a legit star like Chris Paul, I mean, you only have to pay him for three more years instead of four. I like it. I think that would actually be good for them. Apparently, Oklahoma City really liked Winslow. They really wanted him involved in that trade, but obviously nothing happened. Oh, yeah, I would have, too. <laughs> no, I would have, too. I would not have done the trade without getting Winslow. Um, but what I heard was they also wanted Bam, and I would not have traded Bam if I was playing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, yeah, I heard, I heard they like, wanted Bam and Hero. Yeah, see, I would have traded Hero if I got back Ferguson. Like, if you want a hero, you got to okay. give me Ferguson. Yeah, right. like, uh, yeah, I, that that would have been that would have been my line in the sand. Um, so, I mean, I don't I don't blame Miami. I mean, and you know what? For, furthermore, I don't blame OKC. Like, you got a way better deal out of Houston than I thought you were going to get out of Miami. So, you know, I mean, that's that's good. Like, good for them. Um, I can't wait to jump on fucking um, uh, the Ringer. Uh, NBA chat board, um, chat board, Facebook group page. Uh-huh. <laughs> just, we wandered back into like fucking 2003. The, on the chat board. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, dude, all the Rockets fans are going to be losing their mind. It's going to be fucking hilarious. Um, I wonder what they but, think. Uh, I don't even know what, what Rockets fans would, would think. Like, oh, I don't think they'll be very ooh. happy. Um, most people that aren't OKC fans don't like Russell Westbrook, um, myself really? included, because I love Russell Westbrook. Um, I'll give him his yeah. shit, um, but I mean, I still, I genuinely like the guy. Um, I, I, you know, he takes mm-hmm. very inadvertent shots at times, um, and that, and that, that drives yeah. me a little crazy. But, um, but yeah. hey, maybe they can rein that in in Houston. Um, mm-hmm. Just, just mm-hmm. like, just take less shots. That would be what I would tell him. Just don't take as many shots. That's all we want from you. Just let's start there. Anyway. Like, don't take as many shots. You take 20 shots a game. Take 12. <laughs> like, and let's have let's have, have nine of those be – Yeah, well, and that's the yeah. thing. You got, you got James Harden. Let's have nine of those be drives to the rim. And, like, you know, and, and, and you know, do – and drive to the rim – you know, 30 times throughout a game and, and mostly just dish out because we got shooters all around you. Um, 
so, yeah, I mean, especially when they go small. So it's going to be very fucking interesting. Um, I don't know. Any, any other thoughts on uh, where – I mean, where would you – is there anywhere else that you think makes sense for Chris Paul? I mean, I just think – again, I think it goes back to just Miami, you know, like – to me, that's still the team that makes the most sense. Um, see, I, I think a team like Detroit, well, fuck no. Detroit, they got Blake Griffin. They ain't trading for Chris Paul. <laughs> like, that would, that would totally be a fucking bad reunion. Uh, so they're out. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't really think of another team that really makes a lot of sense. Because, like, here's the thing with Russ. You could justify more teams because he's such a like tour de force, um, whereas Chris Paul's so much more of a complimentary piece in that he sets everybody else up. Um, if you don't mm-hmm. have the guys for him to set up, it doesn't really work the same way, you know. No, totally. Uh, I'm trying. I'm like I'm looking at the teams right now. I'm like. Who, <laughs> where, <laughs> like, can he? You're right. Uh, I don't. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, everybody's got oh point my God. There. I mean, I guess Orlando. <laughs> yeah, right. Orlando. You, there you, back in the <laughs> you want that contract um, for two years? I don't know. Um, three. Yeah. Uh, you could just uh, swap pick, uh, swap players with fucking John Wall and just change the scenery. You know? <laughs> hey, John, See, but John Wall's got an extra <laughs> year. I wouldn't do that. There ain't no oh, way I would do that. Yeah, well, they would okay definitely do that. Yeah, I, I definitely think Washington would do it. Like without a doubt, <laughs> if it was a straight swap, like yeah, they'd definitely do it. Um, but okay, C wouldn't Dallas. do that. Dallas, um, Dallas will do it. <laughs> Ooh, Dallas, Dallas might do it. Dallas might do it. Yeah. Because actually, like, pairing up Chris Paul with Luka could actually make sense. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, hesit- I'm hesitant to, like, really buy into it simply because <laughs> because Chris Paul's a dick <laughs> and you don't necessarily yeah. want to yeah, bring that guy into your locker room. But, like, think about it like this. If you could get – First of all, they have cap space. They still have $14 million in cap space. So you don't have to take mm-hmm. back as much. Um, so you take back Courtney Lee. Um, so that gets mm-hmm. you up to $24 million. So you need about, what, $14 more million? Um, mm-hmm. uh, Tim Hardaway, boom. That's it. That gets the deal done. Tim Hardaway, yeah. Courtney Lee. Um, so one's expiring. Tim Hardaway's got another year. Um but you're still cutting your salary down by six million dollars. So I mean, maybe you could throw back, say, Patrick Patterson or something, just to like so you cut your salary down a little bit more if you if you really wanted mm-hmm. to do that. Um, but yeah, I mean that that does mm. kind of, it does kind of make sense, does it not? Like, I mean, sort of. Yes. I mean, because yeah, you did get Curry. So I mean, I think basically your lineup would be and they got. Dylan Wright, they they just signed him. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Ah, see, yeah. I don't know. I 
I don't know if I would do it because you do have right. I mean, he's he's going to be as good defensively as like football him. just because he's younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, offensively he's not very good, but defensively he's really good. Um, he's a good so, yeah. He plays well. He plays hard like him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. See, I could yeah. see Dallas doing it Detroit. because Cuban would be like mm-hmm. Cuban would be like, yeah. dude, he'd be our he'd be our yeah. third guy. Um, and yeah, you know, him, yeah. Luca, Kristaps. And I can see yep. him doing it for that and just buying into, like, Kristaps is going to come back. He's going to be better than ever. Luke is going to make that yep. next step this year, and we're going to be a fucking contender. Yep. Like, I can totally see yep. Cuban buying into that train too. of thought. I would not do that. <laughs> Let me just be clear. But, like, <laughs> I would not have made the – I would not have made the Porzingis trade. So, like, let's be clear there, there too. Um I would have made the Luca trade. Um, oh, in really, hindsight, yeah. maybe not, but like at the time, I definitely would have. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, something tells me he doesn't do it. Something tells me like it. But here's the thing, man. Dude, Tim Hardaway's contract. Uh, granted, it's only two years. It's not three years. But that's a shitty contract. If you can get off of that yeah. and you get Chris Paul. I don't know. Maybe you do it. And honestly, his contract's twenty million. You got fourteen million in cap space. That's thirty-four million dollars. That's almost. Um, you're you're like four point five million dollars shy of Paul's salary at that point. So, I don't know. I think you could easily get the the contracts to work. So I don't know. Maybe Dallas. That, I mean, that could work. It, at least on paper, it could work. I think I I would say Dallas and um, Miami. Would be my front runners at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd be one of those two. Um, it, I, I tell you what, though, if I'm Dallas, I would much rather Miami take Chris Paul and give me Goran Dragic. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. Like Dragic is Dragic is cheaper. He's on an expiring deal. I could much rather have him. <laughs> and he's buddies with you know with uh, with Luca. So you know. Uh, I think that would be the better fit for them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I hope somebody takes Chris Paul. I don't want to see him play. I for don't want to see him okay, shoot by himself. No, by himself. No, come on. No, that would be terrible. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, and now I we mean, have to wait to see, to see that domino drop, motherfucker. We're, we're like almost over, almost <laughs> over. No. Right, yeah. We thought we thought we would get a trade and have have everything be done, but no, (laughs) no, (laughs) it's not the way Uh, this works, man. Where? How about Detroit? Uh, Yeah, but Blake Griffin, they hate each other. Do they really? Yeah, for what? Three more seasons, they could pull together. <laughs> Dude, it would be it would be fucking hilarious if they traded him to the Pistons. It really would be. Blake would be so mad. <laughs> He'd fucking march to that office like I'm gonna fucking get knee surgery if you don't trade me or him right now. <laughs> um well, dude, yeah, but like no, you said, I, man. Yeah. No, go ahead. No, 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 you guys. No, what I was, what I said. All right, what I was saying, like you're probably right. Miami still looks like the best deal because 
now they don't have to pay as much. Like, Russ is still younger. Uh, his contract is shitty, but, you know, he's on the rise. In other words, Chris Paul's somewhat on the decline. Uh, you, you probably right. don't have to give up all your young assets. Maybe just one, <laughs> maybe one pick and a first cap fillers like the dry pick and friends. And I think that'll probably right. get it done. I think Chris Paul may end up in Miami at the end of the day, but we'll see. Right. Like I said, if you could give up, like I said, Dragic, um, let's say we, we send him to um, to Dallas, um, and then Courtney Lee goes to OKC. Um, and then, you, you you know, if you're uh, Miami, you give up waiters and you give up um, uh, uh, fucking Myers Leonard, that's not bad in a first-round pick, 2025 first. Mm-hmm. That's not bad at all. Like you're keeping Winslow, like and and like mm-hmm. your starting lineup is really fucking good now. Like you got CP3, mm-hmm. Butler, and Winslow. That defense, that backcourt defense, is gonna be fucking great with yeah, CP3 is, and Butler. Like, yeah, it'd be really you, good. You need some star power, uh, bro. And, this is ridiculous. Everybody's staying right. in the West. And spread it out. I don't know That's how. Annoying. I don't know how. I don't know how well, like. They would mesh, like CP3 um, and and Jimmy. Jimmy? Um, yeah. Poor Spolster. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, I, Spolster would be doing a lot of legwork. We'll just put it that way. Oh um, Pulling but, hair. Oh lord. Oh lord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, he he would have a case of the little brown, like definitely going bald. You know, but earlier than he should be. Um, but like. <laughs> But that would be an elite defense, and I do think as far as, like, on-the-court play, I actually mm-hmm. think Chris Paul works better for, with, like, alongside Jimmy than Russ does, as far as his basketball fit. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah, yeah. Because no, Chris Paul is a pure more, point guard. Right. He's more, like, going to try to set guys up. Yeah, he likes to have the ball in his hand, but, like, and Jimmy does too. But I think – the amount that Jimmy like the amount that James Harden always wanted the ball in his hand, like Jimmy's mm-hmm. not gonna like demand it that much. Um so mm-hmm. he's seen he's seen that side of the coin. He's done that as far as Chris Paul's seen that side of the coin. Um so I I I think he would I think he'd still be willing to let Jimmy have the ball in his hands a good bit, but it wouldn't it still's not gonna be as much as Harden. So I think they would be able to have a give and take. And let's not forget, Butler did play with Simmons, and he was able to integrate into that. Granted, he may not have liked it, which is why he wanted to go to Miami. Maybe might have been mm-hmm. one of the factors. Um, but nevertheless, um, you know, I do think I do think that would be the best fit um, if they were to move him. Um, but yeah, time will tell. We will see. Holy <clears throat> shit, the NBA never fucking stops, bro. It is Fucking crazy. The greatest show on um, bro. <laughs> it really fucking is. The drama um, is real. It really is, dude. It's 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 fucking twenty four seven, three sixty five, man. It's always fucking kicking. I knew we were gonna have this happen. I knew it was gonna happen like while like live while we were doing a podcast. I'm gonna have to fucking retitle this podcast and re edit the notes and all that <laughs> shit. Um, it's like just Whoa, more surprise. fucking work for me. <laughs> Um, but mm-hmm. hey, like it, it's cool. Like we'll Workout. get posted. It'll be up. It'll mm-hmm. be up before anybody else's podcast. So hopefully we get some 
get some new yeah, new this, followers from it. It happens legit <laughs> right in the middle of it. It's crazy. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, oh. uh, that that was nuts. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, we're going to leave it there. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Uh, we'll probably have some more more thought-out reactions and not just um, like super off-the-fucking-cuff reactions to this deal um, yeah. uh, on the next pod. Um, but, man, yeah. fuck it, NBA. Fucking love it, dude. It's fucking crazy. Um, well, we, uh, we got some – Good shows coming down the pipe. Uh, Wrestling Geeks Alliance uh, hit yesterday, so be sure to go check that out. Monday suck. Mm-hmm. Uh, happened on Monday. We have some some new random show of some dude rambling uh, that I think was dropped on Tuesday. I don't know. I listened to it. Um, it was pretty good. Um, I, I don't remember what it was called. Um, but uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, so <laughs> That's the name of the show. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the name. Uh, uh, but, I like uh, the book. <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, uh, it'll be in between Monday Suck and uh, uh, Wrestling Geek Alliance. <laughs> uh, we also got Geek, Vi- Geek Vibes Live this Sunday, so be sure to check that out. We'll see you all next week. Mm-hmm. Until then, peace. Peace. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.